At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, yeah. October 29th, 2020, Check it out the now. Feeding the Book podcast, Megapod Live. Once again, from the D. We're at the D today. We're supposed to be at Circa. We're at the D uh, because, uh, well, I don't know. They're working at some King still at Circa. Or, more more specifically, Mikey is on a schedule today. He's got a meeting upstairs at the D on the 12th floor. So, we decided, well, why push it? Let's just go to the D. Uh, but you have to you have to go to this meeting here pretty soon. So we're going to get all of Mike's stuff out of the way. We're going to break format a little today. Uh, and then we'll do a roundtable with me, Todd Wishnev, and our rotating guest today. You may know him as producer number five from a numbers game. And he hosts his own podcast called the Parlay Podcast. Where did he get that name from? Jeff Parlay. How you doing, Jeff? Gil, it's uh, great, great to see everybody. Uh, and now actually knowing Todd, what, what Todd's cave in his mother's attic looks like, I now actually have a better feel for the yeah. podcast today. I now actually am familiar with all the surroundings that were uh, that, that are that are in this podcast today. Jeff, please use the word cork when referring to the attic in which he does okay. the show from. Got it. Please use the word cork. <laughs> all right, Mikey. Uh, first of all, we have a we have a special. This is, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Palm. Now, thirty six hours since the Grand Circa opening. Mike, here is your introduction from the other night. Is a genius of all things. He knows which one is hall and which one's oats. He knows why they call it couscous and not just coos. He knows who started the fire because we didn't start the fire. And if we didn't start the fire, who did? Was it lightning? He knows. Ladies and gentlemen, the palm reader, Vice President Mike Palm. Out of a cloud of smoke. Arms raised. Mike Palm, everybody. Hey. He knows which one is Hall and which one is Oates. Introduced by the great George Shea from the uh, hot dog eating contest there on Coney Island. How you doing, Mikey? 
Wonderful. Busy, busy. There's busy. not enough hours in the day, Gil. I'm sorry. Was it everything you imagined it to be? Yes, and more. And you still you still look like you're a little tired from it. I'm exhausted. Exhausted. I mean, I mean there's, you wake up, you get two hours sleep, and there's 37 emails and 18 texts. Oh, and my God. And then, you, and then you got to slum with us and do this little Pisher Megapod. No, it's nice. It's nice to see Jeff again. And, you know, I had, I was out on the pool deck yesterday. It was really the first day of stadium swim. And I, w I was sitting with a gentleman who was really enjoying the soccer games and, and the atmosphere. And there, people kept coming up. And we hear you on VSIN. We listen to you on the Megapod. And the number one question was, well, I'll, I'll phrase it. I, I can't use certain words. But the number one question was, Tell us about Todd. Is Todd really being Todd when he's on the air? And I said, he really is. I mean, that's his genuine self. There's no airs. There's no put on. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of positive comments about Todd. And, and then there were some that weren't as as positive. But, huh. you know, Lightning I, I right. thought, well, one guy said he's an exhausting listen. I said, well, you know, he's even more exhausting as a friend. But but it, it, still, he's there. He's Okay, the, Mikey. <laughs> then no more free popcorn for you. Go fuck yourself, bitch. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Fel Thank uh, you. <laughs> Chris Valiga was on the numbers Get me game the that... big one, the big popcorn, Todd. <laughs> no, no popcorn, Mikey. Chris Valiga was on a numbers game this morning, and he got the long segment on a numbers game. We hadn't had him on the long segment for a long time. It's usually reserved, usually reserved for Paul Carr. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just because... Right. So Felica said, I said, it was nice to talk to you on the long segment. He goes, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, putting me ahead of, prioritizing me ahead of Wishnev, finally. So he's, the, he's he threw a shout-out to Todd as well. Todd, your thoughts? I have, I have, listen, when you have as much talent as I do, you're going to have people sling bows and arrows at you. It happens. Sling you bows have to and be arrows. okay... <laughs> with your talent and understand that other people are going to get jealous. It's the same thing as when I was 330 pounds and I would walk into a bar and there'd be a hot girl and her, and her boyfriend standing there and I would walk over and we would joke around and laugh. Everybody loves me. It's fantastic. Then I would get to be 200 pounds, do the exact same thing. And all of a sudden the dude gets very intimidated because there's a good looking guy standing near his girl. Same story with Mikey Palm. He feels a little threatened by my talent, and it's okay. We just hat tip to him. All good. Yeah, Mike just nodded. He's like, yeah, okay, maybe. Very accurate. Very, it's very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> it's <laughs> like why women Dental. have so many gay friends. You know, they're non-threatening. It's <laughs> non-threatening. Todd at 3.30 was non-threatening. Yeah. You know, people exactly. love to have him around. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, because Mikey's on a schedule, so we gotta hold on. Let's let's, let's 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 hold on for the hijinks. Um, okay, Survivor from three fifty three to three fifty. Am I reading three fifty one? I believe, Gil. I think that's wow. what we have left. A lot of people. Oh no, you're right. Down. You're right. Three fifty. And two of them were because they didn't put it in the entries. Yeah, again, again. Yeah. How's this? How's that possible? It was almost like a perfect week. There were nobody, no big upsets, and nobody got one knocked person. Out. One person had the Patriots. That's it. Everybody yeah. else threw. There's somebody I knew that's in the Circa Million 2 that didn't get their five picks in as well. Oh. Somebody that I know. That was contending? Um, he was contending for quarterly in the second oh, quarter. Oh, that's brutal. Didn't get his five picks. I mean, he was like a point and a half out in the second quarter. Brutal. Is yeah. there any contests that have ever gone down to the wire in Survivor with like hundreds of people still alive? Could happen this year. Could happen. But Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is be. your saving grace. I never asked you directly. Like, do you guys look back at that and think, "Thank God we have this Thanksgiving rule"? Well, a lot of people are not do not like it, but I think it made the contest. Oh, it made the contest yeah. because you can plan till then, you can plan after, but that's a prayer that day. Um, okay. By the way, circa everything that it was supposed to be, it was awesome. Everybody had a great time. Uh, I hope you didn't mind that a lot of us had you know regular ties on. 
No. Isn't well, you're a little sore about it, aren't you? I'm, I'm upset I never got to see Deborah. Yeah, she was looking for it. I know. I was upset because I, 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 were there any pictures? Did you take any pictures? Uh, we took, uh, no, not there. We took a couple at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only thing. No, everybody looked nice. Yeah. What a good call to go black tie. Yes. Because when you dress well, you feel well. Yes, so that right. already got everyone in a good mood being in, in black tie and tuxedos and gowns and dressed up. And the women had their hair done and their makeup and all that. So um, That's my motto, Mikey. If I dress well, I feel well. That's definitely my motto. How come you never dress well? Because I don't agree with that statement. I'm not Martin Vance. <laughs> Martin Vance, Todd's personal <laughs> Twitter fashion coach. Uh, and Derek was great. Great speech. He was all-inclusive. Um, it was like a business plan. It was perfect. It was uh, One VEASAN uh, host texted me, oh, it's long enough. Can you tell Derek? Let's get it. I said, very grateful. You're very grateful. Very welcome great. for everything. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, Mikey. Uh, without further ado, your three best bets, one, two, and three, and a brief explanation as to why these are your bets. Okay, I like, uh, I'm like. i going to keep going with these overs. I, I think the over trends continue. Here's two teams that have uh, bad defenses, the Titans and Bengals. I know it's a high number, 53 and a half, uh, but I, I like going over it again. I mean, uh, I think you've seen how bad the Bengals' defense is exposed the last couple of weeks against the Browns and then against the Colts when they couldn't hold a, a, a gift 21-point lead. And I'm not. I'm not convinced of this Tennessee Titans defense. I think that that, that you know they, they've done well with Tannehill. They've got the most out of him, but they can't get stops either. So I'm going to go over there. My second play as I'm going to say the. Wait, what's the number? What's the number in that one, Mikey? Well, I have 53 and a half. Yes, 53 and a half. All right. Then my second. Okay, Todd. I have. I've got two minutes left. I have the Seahawks. Minus three, I think they bounce, they bounce back at home yeah. uh, against the four. Look, look, that's a tough loss. They controlled that whole game. They did. They should have won it in over. I mean, it, it, it was, you know, Carol Bozo the Carol, uh, you know, finally reared his ugly head there. I mean, he's gotten away with a lot of stuff here. I still think this this offense is very explosive, and I, I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to slow them down. I think Seattle's going to get out to a quick start in this game now that they let Russell Wilson throw a forward pass in the first half yes. this year. And so I'll lay the – is a field goal, Todd? Field goal. I, I have it as a field goal. Field goal. Reduced juice, field goal. And then I, I – this is probably maybe not my third best play, but I was just looking – I really like the Ravens over the Steelers this week. This, oh, wow. This Steelers defense – I know the rematch is on Thanksgiving, uh, but I think this Ravens team – you know, there's a handful of teams that have a good defense, and they're one of them. Um, the Bears are another one. Anyhow – what are we giving him on that number? I, I, is it three and a half or four? It's three and a half or four. Yeah, it's close. We'll I'm give him the three and a half. Oh, that's a three. That's right. very, that's very it's generous a little more of three you. Three and a half, yeah. That's very, very generous of you guys to do that. Um, yeah, so I, I like the Ravens big this week. I think they crushed the Steelers. You wow. know, this is a hatred, a hating game, the rivalry and all this. Uh, off the bye, I just think that they're, they'll be rested. Steelers had a tough game in Tennessee. That could have went the other way as well. Um, so I'll, those are my three picks. Okay. I'll have, teaser? I'll have comments on that one later. Cause I think I'll be picking that. Uh, but perhaps teaser, not the Mikey? same way. Yeah. Oh, Todd's running it. Teaser. Yeah. Teaser. Uh, Packers is my, Packers is the first part of my teaser Packers down yeah. to one. Uh -huh. Is that okay with everybody? Is yes. it, can everybody, yeah. can everybody agree on that number? Uh, Green yes, Bay we can. minus one. Green Bay minus one. Green Bay. And I haven't even, uh, boo -boo, uh Ah, uh, geez, this is a tough one. You're just making it up, aren't you? How about how about Dolphins plus nine and a half? How about Gil's right. team, the Miami Dolphins? Sing it, Todd. 
Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, I wasn't ready for my song, but I'll tell ya, but I will tell ya, I think they can hang with the golfster who's You don't have any Thursday night thoughts, do you, tonight? No, no. My Thursday night thoughts are: Let's see what Stadium Swim in the sports book looks like for our first NFL game. I'm, I like the Eagle. I, you know, I always fade the Cowboys. There's no number on this game. We don't know who's who's playing quarterback, but I'll probably lay the points with the Eagles when the number comes out. Uh, and the game I want nothing to do with. Uh, what was the Eagles one? What category did that fall under? Well, I would that would be a play if we had a number on it, but oh. it's off the board everywhere. Okay. I uh, have nine. Uh, I have nine all over the place. Yeah. yeah, it's nine now. Okay, nine. I'd lay nine. I'd lay ten. Okay. I, just, I, your random, just a random bonus pick? This is a thought. Just okay. as a thought. You're, you're consistently fading Dallas there. You like the Eagles, huh, Todd? I love the Eagles. Oh. Ben DiNucci, baby. I agree. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Vinny Maiulo is starting a quarterback for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Maiulo. Uh, Colts, Lions, I don't want anything to do with. Uh-huh. Uh, Colts lines. I like could that be a good pick. game. Could be a good game. And big uh, favorite, most likely to lose outright. Big favorite, most likely to lose outright is uh, none of them. Uh, th- what is it? It's only the Packers, the Chiefs, or the Bucks, uh, right? Yeah. So or, the Eagles. or the Eagles. Uh, no, they're not losing. Okay, I'll say the Bucks. No, not really. Uh, what else do I have left here? I Green Bay is a is a like. Yeah, but I like Green Bay. You like Green I Bay. like Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, those are the only. I'll say the road. I'll say the road team, the Bucks. There. All right. Or okay. Tampa Bay. No, yeah, nothing. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay could oh, lose. Okay. They could lose. They could lose. Oh, but your good. official pick is the Tampa Bay is the team Tampa most Bay. likely to lose. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Mike Sorry, Paul, Jeff. Everybody, we didn't get to Mike, banter. it's good to see you as always. All right, buddy. Continued success. Say hi to Sean Cavanaugh for me. Take care, everyone. Thank you for your Love use of your studio here. Thank you, sir. Mike Palm, everybody. Uh, he's got a thing. He's a very busy man. They just opened a, a brand new casino, for God's sake. So let's give him a uh, pass on that. Uh, so it's just the three of us, gentlemen. Um, Todd is the... Do you, want the, do you want the update on, on everybody please. to start? Yes, please. Okay. okay, so last week, the Gilly Iceman did a great job with a nice 2-1 and one to move himself to 9-11-1. And, and Teasers win again, 6-1 and one for Gil. 6-1, maybe. Mikey- Mikey moved to two and one, two and one again. He moved to twelve, eight and one. Very solid by Mikey, and he's won his teaser. He's also six and one on teasers, and I also had a two and one week to move to nine and twelve, and my teaser won as well. So I'm also six and one. So all three of us are six and one on teasers, which is quite interesting. Why did I see that one of us? Someone, someone on Twitter logs our picks, and he he called yours five one and one. Did he give you a push on a teaser or something? I don't I don't know what why he did right. that because so mine all, won pretty easily. Then we're all six and one. All right. Yeah. Um all right, by the way, Jeff Parlay. Name of the podcast is the Parlay Podcast. How's that going for you? Going going pretty well, Gil, uh all, all things considered. And uh obviously we're with uh Book It Sports, our app is coming on Sunday. So uh that that will be a lot of fun. But the podcast is going well and uh and I'll say this, and I and I wish Mike was here for this. I, I I missed the hell out of you, Gil. I missed the hell out of Mike. It was great to see Todd uh, a few weeks ago when Todd uh, destroyed me in tennis, which was probably the least surprising result of the last six months for anything that has happened with any of us. I, I I'll give the I'll give uh, the former big man some credit on that one, there, Todd. Todd, what are you down to weight wise? 
Uh, I've been I've been around 246 for the last three weeks because I haven't played tennis once because right after I whooped up on Mr. Parles 606061. I knew that was kind of I, Oh, I got one game. Come on. Oh, you gave it to me at the end. I got yeah. the first I got legitimately the I'm first sorry. game we played in six one six one six oh six oh whatever. The bottom line is he got crushed. Yeah. And after he got crushed, a couple days later, I got a real bad hamstring injury, so I haven't been able to play. But I'm still hanging in with, at around 246. Nice. I'm hanging in right where I was, too. But starting to eat a little more, so I'm a little worried. I might be going in the other direction. Um, all right, Parlay, okay, are, you, now, are either of you ever coming back to Las Vegas? Yes, I, I, will be ba- I will be back before the end of the year. I will be back before the end of the year. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend, Margaret, who both of you know, has a, uh, has a, a physical therapy clinical that starts in the new year in Las Vegas. So we will definitely be there, uh, at the year's end to the beginning of next year, for sure. God. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. I don't really have any plans right now, exactly what's going to happen. I will tell you this. I am enjoying the hell out of being able to do things like betting team totals in-game, betting all kinds of incredible offerings that they have at FanDuel and DraftKings and this one and that one and the other one. And uh, it's just going to feel like when I, if I come back to Vegas, like I'm going back in time yeah, 25 I years. Get, to, I totally get it, man. I totally get I it. I mean, for people who are just in Vegas all the time and they don't understand the offerings that are out there, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's primitive here. It's primitive, and they don't view it as a, as competition because they think they're their own ecosystem. But once one of those operators, let's say it's a DraftKings or whoever, shows up, obviously Circa does the best job out here by far. But if you if if one of those operators comes in here, I mean, everybody's going to have to be forced to innovate. It's like, why not get ahead of that? It's very strange, very strange how yeah. uh, Nevada operates. And also, why not have all the the offerings for people? I mean, people will love to bet when there's things to bet on. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's it it just doesn't make any sense. It's like you know, they could buy the same service that DraftKings is buying. I, right? I don't, I don't have an explanation. I really don't. I really there's no good explanation for it. Um, but again, shout out to Matt Metcalf and the whole crew at Circa for uh, doing their best to innovate and really running a sports book the way it's supposed to be run. Um, but it's just it's a strange ecosystem, man, for sure. Uh, let's do it. What's BetMGM? I've never been on BetMGM's app. Do they have any, like, different offerings and they, stuff? They do, but, you know, BetMGM, and BetMGM would even admit this, New Jersey is not always the same as Nevada. So sometimes their New Jersey offerings are different or better than Nevada. But I will say this. Uh, I will give BetMGM a lot of credit. They sponsor a numbers game, too, so let me just be full disclosure here. Uh, and DraftKings does sponsor primetime action, so it, it, I'm not just mentioning them because of that. But BetMGM did a great job through baseball season, I thought, here in Nevada, keeping up like awards props when no one else did. So they surprise you a lot. They're like, oh, wow, you can still bet Corey Seager, you know, throughout the 60-game season. Um, by the way, Corey Seager completely trolling me with my MVP picks at 30-1 to 1 when he got the MVP in both the NLCS and the World Series. But it's... It, there's, they will surprise you at BetMGM in Nevada, but sometimes BetMGM New Jersey will have some great things, and we don't have it here. So, you know, I don't know. It's very, it's all very strange still here just, uh, you know, one and a half years after the uh, overturning of PASPA. Let's do our picks, boys, because I got stuff to say about Survivor and teasers and all that. But let's start with our best bets. We'll do one, two, three here. Parlay, as always, we start with the guest. What is your number one best bet side or total in week eight, sir? Number one is one that Mike 
picked, and I agreed with him on that. The Seattle Seahawks laying three against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it feels too good, in all honesty. It feels like a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw last week. The Niners beat the bejesus out of, New, of a New England team that just, let's face it, the Patriots stink. Uh, that was just the Niners uh, enforced their will on a bad team and, and won easily. The Seahawks, uh, they controlled that game. Russell Wilson threw three really bad interceptions that we normally don't see him even make one play like that in a game, and he made three horrible plays, and they still lost on a field goal in the last minute of overtime. Those were the and, worst oh, And by three. the way, Arizona needed a 10-point comeback in the last five minutes of regulation to even get to OT. So Seattle, to me, laying only a field goal at home against a Niner team that is still banged up and a Niner team that I'm still not convinced is all that good this year because of those injuries – I'll lay the three very happily with Seattle. Those are three of the worst passes of Russell Wilson's career. That it was so. Oh, 100%. You're like, oh wow, he's a human being after all. Todd, you're number one. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote my number one pick is going to be let me just decide here. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Eagles minus nine. Uh, you know, the Cowboys can't cover a game. And I'm always, you know, nervous betting in the NFL against a team that's never covered. And sooner or later, they will, I'm sure, cover a game. But Ben DiNucci, Ben DiNucci, are you serious? This team is incredible. They couldn't protect Andy Dalton. Now they're going to protect Ben DiNucci? I mean, give me a break. I'm the Eagles. I'm not saying the Eagles are a great team by any means, but they're mediocre. But they should be able to slap the hell out of Ben DiNucci, I would think, especially at home. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's not like their defense is any good. So, you know, why not lay the nine? Give me Dallas minus nine. I, you know, I know it's obvious. I mean, Eagles minus nine. I know it's obvious. But, uh, I mean, I think it's just Ben DiNucci. Come on. Andy, you got to be kidding. Andy Dalton remains in concussion protocol. So as we do this Thursday morning, it is Ben DiNucci. Uh, here's a trivia question, by the way, for you boys. Ready for this? Uh, who leads among NFC East quarterbacks? Who leads the division in yards passing this year? Let me guess. Kyle Allen? 
Jeffrey? My, my guess would probably be, uh, well, no. Dak it, Prescott? It would be Dak Prescott probably, right? Dak Prescott still leads the NFC yeah. East in yards passing. Yeah. There <laughs> just gives you a sense of a division that uh, the Eagles lead 2-4-1. and one. Cowboys and Washington football teamers are two and five, and the Giants bringing up the rear at one and six. By the way, there is a prop over at DraftKings, uh, and we've talked about this for a couple weeks now. What will the eventual NFC East winner have total wins? And it's at seven and a half. And last week, the under was at plus 137. I was like, go under. This week, the under is at plus 105. Not quite as much bang for your buck, but still plus money. I would still take the under, wouldn't you? I would take under seven. Because the worst you're going to happen is a push. They're not getting eight. Because you got all those teams, Eagles, Washington, football teamers, and Cowboys, all would have to go six and three down the stretch. Giants would have to go seven and two. I mean, the only scenario. I haven't looked at the schedules. I haven't looked at the schedules, but I can't imagine. The schedules are difficult to begin with anyway. That under seven and a half plus money feels like a really good bet. They can you, they, they get to beat up on each they get they get a lot of inherent wins right within the division so they do get some wins because they get to play each other so there's that but still six and three the only scenario I can see and I was saying this this morning is let's say somehow the Cowboys upset the Eagles this week just play along with me because you know the Eagles barely beat the Giants too some say some would argue shouldn't have let's say the Cowboys somehow win <clears throat> and then before the trade deadline they pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's the only way I can see it happening. But as currently constituted, that's an under. No doubt to me. I love it under. I agree. The, the other point I was making was I did a little research on this. So if you win the NFC East, you get a home playoff game, which is comical to begin with. You also can only pick at best 19th in the draft. No better than 19th. And if you don't win the NFC East, you're going to have a top 10 pick most likely. Why would you want to win this division? That's a huge gap between 10 and 19. That's awful. Anyway, random NFC's thoughts. Uh, my number one pick is, and I'm going to debate between my three, which I like the best. Uh, when I did guessing lines on Monday, we didn't have Chrissy this week because uh, Chrissy tested positive. For those who missed it, Chris Andrews tested positive for the coronavirus. The last guy we want to test positive for corona, by the way. He is doing better, he said. Uh, he still has coughing fits, still has some other sort of... Uh, intestinal stuff going on, but he says he's feeling better. We hope to have him next week. So when we did a bastardized version of guessing lines on Monday, this was the line. The Pittsburgh-Baltimore line was the line that I could not understand. Five and a half. I was like, it's three and a half at worst. Where did they get five and a half from? I thought three. I still like Pittsburgh at three and a half, even at four, and obviously even at four, uh, which we're seeing it sort of toggling between those two. But let's say it's three and a half. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I will concede this. It, it is always favorable in any sport, but certainly in the NFL, to take a lead early. I don't think there's ever been a matchup where having the lead early will mean more. Baltimore is the quintessential come-from-ahead team. They're a great front-running team. They're a terrible come-from-behind team. They're not constituted with Lamar Jackson to come from behind. Conversely, Pittsburgh could not have been more dominant against Tennessee last week First quarter and change, when they were up 14 to nothing, it was 160 total yards to one, and they were dominating the clock. I think the, the, the one three and out that Tennessee had only had a minute 21. So it was this unbelievable dominance at the beginning of the game for Pittsburgh. That was why they held on to win that game against Tennessee, because Big Ben had some mistakes at the end of the first half at the end of the game. So for me, this game will be very interesting to see who, who starts out on top, because that might dictate the rest of the football game. In fact, I would imagine it would. So 
Pittsburgh is the pick plus three and a half. I think if they get ahead early, they cover that. If they fall behind, you might know very early that it's a bad pick. But I'll take Pittsburgh plus the three and a half. You're giving me three and a half uh, as the only uh, undefeated team in, in the NFL. I will take that three and a half knowing Baltimore's weakness if they fall behind. So that's my number one pick. Number two, Jeffrey. I'm going to go to tonight. I, I, I know going on uh, Thursday night games is usually not a popular move, but Carolina laying only now, it's a consensus one and a half now with Carolina laying that against the Falcons. I, I'll take the Panthers very happily laying only one and a half. Carolina is going to score 30 points in this game. And the Falcons at this point, even if they have a lead in the fourth quarter, there's about a 70% chance they're going to blow it anyway. So I like Carolina. They're the better football team. The only concern is that defense stinks. But you know what? I trust Teddy Bridgewater. I think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson both have huge games against that bad secondary. So I'll take Carolina minus one and a half very happily tonight. Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday against the, uh, the Saints. It was 27 to 24, which was the eventual final score. But it was 27-24. Bridgewater, who was 23 of 28 on the game for 254, two touchdowns, no pick, and a sack. He had a third and 11. The Panthers had third and 11 at the Saints 39, down 27-24. And the play before the two-minute warning on third and 11, he takes an eight-yard sack. And that was, the, that was the game right there because coming back from the two-minute warning break, they attempt a 65-yard field goal attempt from Joey Sly that probably goes 63 and a half yards. And so as long as he learns not to take that sack, uh, sky's the limit for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. By the way, we didn't we didn't do the Thursday night segment because we're all out of we're all fakakta on the uh, format today. But the only thing that I'm doing tonight, I'm doing a Falcons over tease. I already put that bet in. Tease me through the three and the seven. Give me the over Falcons over tease. Todd number two. My number two pick is going to be the Chicago Bears. Wow. The Bears. Wow. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Uh, you know, I was down on the Bears earlier. I kept saying they were a joke. Um, I sort of had a chance to take advantage of that by betting the Rams at halftime. And then like an idiot, I got off of it. But I I, I didn't like the Bears. But in this spot, I'm going to take the Bears because I'm getting four and a half points. And here's the thing. I don't think New Orleans is that good. And I certainly don't think they're that good outside on grass. They're, New Orleans, to me, has always been a turf team. You put Drew Brees on grass, and things seem to not go as well for that team historically. Uh, you know, the Bears have a real nice defense. It's not like the Saints are stopping anybody. Carolina scored a million on them last week. Everybody who played the Saints this year scored a lot of points. If the Saints are going to give up points, it's going to be hard to win by four and a half. And as well as on, on top of that, I don't know that the Saints are going to go gangbusters on the road, in the cold, in Chicago. You know, four and a half's a lot in an NFL game, especially against a team that has a nice defense. Give me the Bears. The Bears, plus four and a half. I can't say I expected that one, but the Bears plus four and a half. Uh, by the way, just look it up at the screens. The weekly COVID report, and this has everything to do with people who are in contests, uh, people who are in Survivor especially, who have to be really aware of, of COVID outbreaks and if it might postpone a game because of all the contest rules. Uh, the Chargers had one positive COVID test this morning, and apparently the Giants have multiple uh, on their team and in the front office. So just keep that in mind. Um, Giants scheduled to play the Bucks on Monday night. 
the Chargers scheduled to play Denver in an afternoon game uh, this coming Sunday, week number eight. My number two pick is, call me crazy. I'll leave some room for you guys to call me crazy. I'm taking the New England Patriots plus three and a half against the Buffalo Bills. And I know the Patriots look like ass. They just look terrible. Um, I shouldn't really diminish very nice looking asses perhaps. Uh, but New England plus three and a half. To me, Buffalo is the most one-dimensional team in football and offensively. Uh, Josh Allen tucking the ball under and running is by far their best play on offense. And what have we talked about with Bill Belichick through the years? The one thing that he is great at is taking away the offense's strength. You're going to beat me, beat me with other options, not with your best. And I know New England stats last week, worst start since 2000 now, currently. First three-game losing streak since 2002. Belichick with his worst home loss last week as a Patriots head coach by 27 points to the Niners. Outgained by 242 yards in the first half by the Niners. It's the worst first-half differential under Belichick ever. But I like him against this Bills offense, which could not get into the end zone against your New York Jets, Jeffrey. Couldn't get in there. I had Buffalo in Survivor, one of the many who had Buffalo in Survivor, and I will say this. On the one hand, it was the least sweat-filled one-score Survivor win ever, Survivor advancement ever, because the Jets got four yards of offense, four total yards of offense in the second half against the Bills. So it really felt like, even though one fluky play could have beaten the Bills, it was never in doubt. On the other hand, did it say more about the Jets or did it say more about the Bills? I'm not really quite sure. I like the Patriots, and this game is everything for New England. They lose this. Their season is donezo. It's that dire. I'll take the three and a half. New England, my second dog of the day. No issue like with that. Go ahead. Yeah, Paul. no issue with that pick at all. I, I'm with Todd. I kind of like the spot for the Patriots. The uh, and also too, it's we've never seen a Belichick team in this scenario where their season is on the line this early in the year. So uh, I, I getting three and a half against a Buffalo team that again, like you said, one dimensional with Allen just really using his feet more than his arm. I have no problem with that. And as I give that pick right up on the screen, as if on cue, Julian Edelman will not play this weekend for the Patriots with his knee injury, in case there was any doubt about his status. So he is he is out. But I am taking the Patriots plus three and a half as my number two pick. Jeff, number three. I I, I can't believe I'm doing this uh, on, on in public in anything, guys, but... My number three pick is the Kansas City Chiefs minus 19 and a half against my Jets. <laughs> wow. Because, because here's the deal. How are the Jets scoring more than a touchdown in this game? I do not have and an answer. And how – they get four yards of offense, like you said, against a Bills defense that, let's face it, the Bills defense has not been good this year. And the Jets moved the ball for four American football yards in the second half, which should be impossible at the NFL level, regardless of how awful you are. And Kansas City, keeping this in mind with Kansas City, the Chiefs offense last week didn't do a lot against Denver. They scored on a short field at the end with his backups, a pick six and a kick return. So they're coming off a, a, a not great offensive performance. The week before, they ran all over Buffalo. So Mahomes has not had a Mahomesian performance in a while. This feels like Kansas City's up 28-0 immediately. And the only way I'm sweating is, is if Chad Haney plays the whole second half and scores the Jets a touchdown with a pick six. So I'm I, I, I'm doing it. I'm laying the 19 and a half with Kansas City. I don't think it's enough. I thought it should have been 23, Gil. I really did. I thought this should have been 23 with Kansas City. So 19 and a half, 
I'm getting four and a half better, four and a half points better than I thought. I'll lay it. I would have guessed 21 on guessing lines. That would have been my guess, 21. But it's 19 and a half. Final score, Kansas City Chiefs 26, Jets 7. Yeah, you can that see it right now. Great. Totally. <laughs> and Chad Hetty throws his pick six with three and a half minutes left. Um, well, Todd, remember last year, similar scenario, week three, Jets laying, or excuse me, Patriots laying 20 and a half against the Jets in week three. And the Jets did not have an offensive touchdown but covered because they recovered a fumble on a punt in the end zone for a touchdown. Yes. And yes. Jared and Stidham, Stidham threw a pick six. That meant Jeff, absolutely why do you remind me of that game? I had Jets under team total 10 and a half in that game. Oh, yeah. And I the Jets that did not screwed on that too. I had the Patriots minus 20 and a half in that one. And a 33-14 final. Speaking of, yeah. uh, speaking of props, the, there is an 0-16 prop out there. There's a 16-0, and 0, but the no is like ridiculously cartoonish uh cartoonishly juiced. Pittsburgh's not going 16-0. But there's an 0-16 one that has existed now for a few weeks. And it existed when the Giants and Falcons were both winless as well. And it was for the Jets specifically, or was it all three? I can't remember. I think it was the Jets specifically at that time. Uh, because there was one with all three. And I said, well, the Falcons are going to win a couple games, at least a few games. And the Giants were favored that week against Washington. They ended up winning. So it really did come down to the Jets. And you could have gotten them at north of plus 700 to go 0-16. And, and I was like, you got to play that. It's a great, you know, it'll be a fun bet. Not mathematically great, but it's a fun bet for people to have. And if you look at their schedule, it was the second Miami game where you're like, well, if that would be Tua's first game, maybe you could see the Jets winning that game. Uh, now it's plus 235, I believe. On the Jets going 0-16, which mathematically is a horrible number. However, uh, trying not to be too close to the sun and realize that people just like fun bets sometimes. If you look at the Jets' schedule, they got to lose nine more games. Um, nine more games or ten more games? What are they, 0-7? Yeah, 0-7. 0-7. Nine more games. And you look at the schedule, you're like, where's the loss? And the only thing we could come up with was, if you bet the, the plus money on the no, which again, mathematically is not great, but it's still a fun bet, Week 17 might be the problem because if New England doesn't have anything to play for in week 17, maybe they play without any care, motivation, and the Jets sneak in a win after being 0-15 to kill those bets. But other than that, do you see a loss? By the or way, would, the or manual, would the manual nine-team parlay make you even more money if you just bet against the Jets every week on the money line? 100% it would. 100%. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Mathematically, I've said it several times. Mathematically, it's a terrible bet, right? Plus 235 it should be way better than that. But some people are like, ah, I don't care. You know, because we, we immerse ourselves in gambling. We have to realize there's a lot of audience out there that's just like, I just want fun bets. I just don't get, see a get, loss besides that one. Gil, in all honesty, the, where the win may come from for him, uh, and uh, uh, the Bear and I were tweeting back at this a few weeks ago when it was apparent that this could very easily happen. Week 16, the Jets host Cleveland. Mm. I could very much see a scenario where the Browns need a win to stay in the playoffs <laughs> and the Jets win that game just because, of course, you'll have – and also to make matters worse on that, I wouldn't be shocked, Gil, if Jacksonville at this point goes 1-15. And they're going to have an easier schedule than the Jets. So in order for the Jets to get the number one pick and get the rights to Trevor Lawrence in all likelihood, they got to go lose out at this point. I really do think that, Gil. So there's a lot on the line for the Jets going 0-16, including those bets, which, look, I, I, again, I don't – unless if Vegas really lays an egg on an East Coast trip in the first week of December, 
uh, that Week 17 thing. But Belichick will have his guys ready to play against the Jets. You know how he hates them. So I don't know. I don't see a win on this schedule at this point. I really don't. Where are we, guys, in terms of where we are in the rotation? Jeff, did it's you Toddy's uh, third pick. Jeff Todd's gave, third. Jeff, yeah, Jeff gave three. Mikey gave three. Me and you gave two, Gil. Okay. So you want me to give my third? Yes, sir. First of all, I want to just say before I give my third, what the hell did Mikey talking about? Is Todd really like that? What do you mean, informative and entertaining? Yeah, Todd's exactly like that, informative and entertaining. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about, Gil? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know I love you, Toddy. You know what? I'm tired of people. I really am tired of people. Tired of people. Anyways. People, people. Didn't you once say on, on one of your first numbers game appearances, didn't you? I, I said, people suck. And I think you responded with people. One of the worst inventions ever. <laughs> Terrible invention. Yeah. Terrible. Anyways, uh, my third pick, I am going to go. I, I'm really torn between taking Carolina along with Jeffrey. But since Jeffrey took Carolina, I'm going to do the other pick that I liked which is the Detroit Motown Lions. Give me the Lions under the radar. They they won for me last week in that heartbreaking, crazy, like heart attack game with the ridiculous Todd Gurley nonsense when I had the plus four at halftime and then I had to watch them score when they shouldn't score and get the two-point conversion to break my heart and then come down and get the great catch at the eight-yard line and then Matt Stafford on the last play playing Matthew Ice, baby. That's Matthew Ice, not Matty. Ice, the real Matthew Ice, baby. Iceman, touchdown <laughs> Lions. Oh, that was beautiful. Anyways, Lions, I think, are a little bit better than people realize. Had they beaten the Bears that game earlier in the year, they would have a respectable record. I think the Lions are really not that bad a football team. I think they're pretty decent. And you now have Philly Rivers going on the road. <laughs> We've all seen Philly Rivers before, the Philly, Philly Rivers show. Right. Don't you know what this game could look like late? You know, Philip Rivers driving down and do, do does something stupid. And, you know, you go, nice job betting against Phil Rivers. Give me Detroit Lions. I know Indianapolis is good, but are they are they really good enough to be laying two and a half minus twenty five? But by the way, what line do you have? The real line is really three. For, I mean, if you look at the juice. Uh, have, yeah, but it's two and a half extra juice. Okay, fine. So I'll just take – I don't even care. I don't even need the three. Give me the two and a half with the Detroit Lions. I'd much rather have the three, and if I was playing this for real, I would play play it with the three because you got all that juice there. But, um, you know, give me the Detroit Lions. I don't think the Colts are that good. They should be going on the road, you know, to beat a decent team. The Lions are really not that bad. Why were the, why were the, why were the Colts so obsessed with getting Phillip Rivers? I know you refuse to call him Phillip. You're going Phil and Philly. But, like – they didn't. They didn't even look for anybody else. They're like Philip Rivers, that's our guy. It's like every sports better was like, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, Colts? <laughs> it could be because he won a lot of games against the Colts in his career. I remember a bunch of games. I don't know if you remember this, but when Peyton Manning was with the Colts, they the the, the Chargers played them a number of times as big dogs and played them very tough. Maybe that was it. I don't know because I don't see it. I think he's he's. I mean, he's I thought done. he was past his prime years ago. Let's let's go back to that that thing you were talking about with uh, Todd Gurley again. Um, I'm sure everybody is well aware Todd Gurley with the uh, with the Falcons up. And there, by the way, NFL Films has the audio of Matt, I heard that of Matt Ryan in the huddle saying, <laughs> "Just remember, first down and go down, first down and go down." And uh, Todd don't Gurley, score. He said, "Don't score." Yeah, don't score. And Todd Gurley was right next to him. I don't know if he heard it. I don't know if he acknowledged he heard it. it. He remembered a split second too late, right? Just like Devin Ford at Penn State the day before did it against Indiana. 
to put Penn State up 28-20. to And, of course, Indiana matriculated down the field, got the two-point conversion, forced overtime, and won it on a ridiculously short two-point conversion. Uh, the next day, Todd Gurley does the same thing, and Detroit goes right downfield. Matt Stafford uh, hits TJ Hawkinson at the uh, buzzer, if you will. And then they, then they convert a 48-yard extra point after a penalty uh, to beat the Falcons. But what I was getting at there was the biggest single thing I think you can talk about with NFL betting is, and I use the word Plinko again, a tribute to the old Price is Right game, to define a percentage of these NFL games. And Todd, you are very good at pointing out it is a percentage. There is a percentage of games that you're not right if you win, you're not wrong if you lose. And last week alone it was what? Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Atlanta, Detroit. What am I forgetting? Uh, Seattle. Who did Seattle play again? Seattle and Arizona. Arizona. And there was a fourth game, too, which, I, which I'm losing off the top of my head. I'll, I'll check it right now. But those games were complete plinko. You were not right if you won it. You were not wrong if you didn't. I had a, And I had a few of those games. Um, I would even consider, oh, New Orleans, Carolina being the fourth of those, right? But then there is inevitably a percentage of games where it is not plinko, right? If you had Washington last week, if you had San Francisco last week, those were clearly not that. So the extent to which, yeah, the extent to which we can figure out what those games are, the better we will be as football betters. Now, of course, that's easier said than done, right? But that's why so that's why this is such a hard sport because there is inevitably a huge percentage of games where it's just, dude, you know, people in contests who like go on these runs of like twenty-three and two, they're getting the best of all of those. They're not avoiding all the plinko games, but they're getting them all to break their way. So what's the plinkoization index? The, you've got a very right. high plinkoization <laughs> index That's exactly in what the it NFL. Is. In college football, you have a lower plinkoization index. Therefore, there's going to be more right sides. In the NFL, because everything's so tight, you've got a very low plinkoization index. You've yeah. got to be very careful. But um, I, I just want to know if you guys I, – I saw the replay of that where they had the Matt Ryan telling him to go down, and then they showed the play again. And I noticed one of the guys knew not to tackle him. The other guy, it looks like he's – he like really did sort of try to tackle him. Yeah. And then and then Gurley like sloughed him off and then, you know, did the brain fart. But what was that Lions guy doing trying to tackle him? Oh, or maybe, Todd, he was trying to bait him into think he was tackling him. And it was pure genius, Todd. Oh, true it dad. was very go, ga go yeah. galaxy, go galaxy brain there, Todd. <laughs> Plinkoization index, the PZI. Your, uh, if the drink, if you give me the drink, then it must be your drink in front of you is the one that I should drink. But if it would put the drink on the other thing. But really, maybe you thought I thought that, and that's why you put the drink in the other drink. That is an excellent that is an excellent portrayal of the great scene from the Princess Bride. And then he croaks. I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it well at all. But the greatest. Know the scene. Oh, it's the greatest. Inconceivable. I do not think you're using that word correctly. Uh <laughs> My last one is, again, it's another stinker. It's a third dog. I am taking the Denver Broncos. It's really, uh, it's really just a play against the Chargers being a three-point favorite here. Um, Denver was terrible against the Chiefs, as we pointed out. Chiefs didn't even have to really exert themselves at all. They had a kickoff return. Excuse me, they had a pick six. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, two Denver turnovers led directly to scores. So they didn't have to break a sweat and beat in Denver. And by the way, I've said this before, no one loves Drew Locke more than Drew Locke. And when you know, when, when Kansas City's up seven to nothing and they turn the ball over deep in their own territory and you're able to run in from a few yards out and make the score seven to six before you miss an extra point, probably stop with the dancing, right? Like probably not the best move, Drew Locke. 
All that He's said, a lock to be an idiot. He is a lock to be an idiot. All that said, I'll take Denver plus three because I just don't trust the Chargers in any way. And I think they will Anthony Lynn their way to defeat in this game in a week of the NFL. I mean, the biggest theme in, the, in week eight, we probably buried the headline. There's going to be a lot of weather around the country, a lot of inclement weather. You got to make sure that it's wind, though. You got to make sure it's the type of, of inclement weather that matters. So you see a lot of these totals crashing in multiple games this week. And be aware of the fact that with them going down, they might just be precursors to the same betters taking the over later in the week when the rest of the public catches on. So don't don't necessarily think that it's a uh, a one move and done kind of thing. But I'll take the Broncos here for no other reason than I don't trust the Chargers on the road in Denver in late October. And I don't think the Broncos should be a three-point dog at home. And I know home is in quotes this year against the Chargers. I can't be more impressed with Justin Herbert. But the Chargers managed to lose games like this. And, you know, speaking of Phillip Rivers, Todd, that was the famous game. Uh, Jeff, I think you were with us for this one, too. That game against Denver at Denver with Phillip Rivers where he just threw the ball into the dirt on third down. And Chargers, man, yeah, figured out a way to lose that game. Denver plus three for me, my third pick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. By the way, it shouldn't have never even gotten to that. If you remember that game, it was 20 to 6 in the third quarter, and yeah. Phil Rivers threw an interception to, I, I, he makes me so angry. <laughs> and, and, and last week, the Chargers come from ahead, come from behind, win against the Jaguars, who are terrible. By the way, Gardner Minshew, I don't know if you saw this news. Gardner Minshew admitted just today, I believe it's just today, this morning, that he has multiple fractures in his throwing hand. The Jaguars had no idea about this, and his status for next week, because the Jaguars don't play this week, his status for next week is very much in doubt. So they did that, the Chargers did, against a Gardner-Minshew-impaired Jaguars team. Almost lost. Big turnover for the Jaguars late in the third quarter that turned that game and made it a non-sweat in the end for Chargers uh, survivor pickers anyway. All right, uh, so we are at the... Todd, did you have anything on Thursday night tonight or no? 
I mean, I lean heavily to Carolina. I, I agree with Jeffrey. First of all, Carolina beat the pants out of Atlanta in the last game. I had the over in that game and lost because Carolina's defense really stifled Atlanta. I, I don't think Julio Jones played in that game. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did not play in that game. So that that is a difference. The thing is, the Falcons are also a little bit like the the Saints. I don't know if you guys, I mean, noticed this, but they don't seem to play as fast and as well on the on grass. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know if the numbers would bear that out, but it just seems to me that that whenever they get on grass, they're just not the same offensive uh, firepower. So I, I kind of like uh, Carolina with Jeff as a bonus pick. Okay. Uh, and then comes to our teaser of the week. Again, as uh, Todd said, we're all 6-1, and one, me, you, and Mikey. What was Mikey's teaser? Mikey's teaser last week was Detroit Lions no, this, along this with week, the this L.A. Clippers. Oh, this week. Yeah. This week, Mikey's teaser was the Green Bay Packers minus one with the Miami Dolphins plus nine and a half. And Tua Tagovailoa. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Jeff. Uh, we have done very well on these this year. What is your two-leg six-point teaser of the week? So uh, I'm with Mike on his first leg. I don't see a universe where Green Bay doesn't doesn't beat Minnesota by more than a field goal. I mean, they're going to beat them by at least a field goal. So I'll go Green Bay. I guess we're going with minus one on that, guys. Yep. I guess uh, down from seven, uh, even yeah. though there's a good, good amount of six and a half out there. So if you can get that, obviously get it down to the half. Um, and then I'm 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 thinking the same way Gill is on Denver and the Chargers. I'll push Denver up through the six and the seven and the three up to nine, uh, very happily. That that is one score game written all over it. So I'll go Green Bay minus one, Denver plus nine will yeah. be my uh, teaser. This yeah, week. the only pure Stanford Wong teaser legs this week are Atlanta, which again I'm playing the Atlanta Falcons and the over intact in tonight's game, but that's not my teaser of the week. Uh, and then the only other one, I guess, is the Raiders. Am I missing anything, guys? In terms that of sounds correct, Gil. Yeah. Todd, what do you like? I like the um, I like the uh, Denver Broncos for similar reasons uh, that you said. I just don't see the Chargers, even if they can beat the Broncos. I don't see them blowing out the Broncos, especially after the Broncos had such a poor week last week against Kansas City. They're going to be loaded up for bear this week against the team. Look, let's be honest. The Chargers are just a, an average, mediocre football team. Sometimes they're going to look good. Sometimes they're going to look bad. I don't think they can beat the, the Broncos by more than nine. So give me the Broncos plus the nine, and then also give me another team plus the nine. And that is the, uh, what was the other one? Oh, San Francisco 49ers. Give me the San Francisco 49ers plus the nine. Look, Seattle's good, but they don't have any defense. So it's very hard to win by margin if you don't have any defense. I don't see San Francisco getting spanked in this game. I think it's going to be a tight game. Give me the Niners plus the nine and Denver plus the nine. I kind of like that uh, San Francisco leg. Um, by the way, since you bring, bring up the uh, Chargers-Broncos again, the other prop that we looked at this morning, and I don't usually do props on my show because I think it's kind of it's kind of nonsense radio because most people don't bet them, but these are all kind of cool this year in the NFL, these season-long ones with the Jets and the NFC East total. There was another one that was, uh, will all four teams from you know make it from a division into the playoffs? And they're clearly talking about the NFC West, which has the Niners at 4-3 and three in last place. And just like we were talking about with the NFC East, where there's built-in wins against each other, in the NFC West, there's built-in losses because they play each other. But really, if you look at the NFC, 
what are the only two, like, what are the teams that could torpedo that from happening? Because it seems unlikely, but then you think, well, who could, who could ruin this? I guess New Orleans would be the number one candidate because New Orleans and Tampa, uh, whoever wins that division, whoever doesn't win that division could, could mess that up. Chicago is the only other one. I don't believe in Chicago, you know. So it's interesting. It was plus 350, by the way, which wasn't nearly enough bang for your buck to get all four of those teams. There. But the other You're one, basically betting Arizona versus Chicago versus New Orleans. Yeah, or San Francisco. Or you're betting San Francisco. Yeah, or San Francisco. Too, yeah. Yeah. I think San Francisco is going to be better than uh, the, the Gil, Gil, one thing, actually, you bring that up there. San Francisco goes to New Orleans later this year. That could go a long way towards deciding that prop, that yeah. game. Yeah, and New Orleans plays Chicago this week, right? So there's one more loss for one of those teams. The, the, what, what I was really getting at, though, was one that I couldn't decide on a bet, which was the next coach to be fired. So we've already had Bill O'Brien fired as both the coach and the GM of the Houston Texans, and then uh, Dan Quinn got uh, fired from Atlanta, you could argue that both of those guys should have been fired a long time ago. But then, so the new one is Adam Gase is the short shot at plus 100. And my opinion was, well, they would have fired him already. They're not going to fire him. Uh, and then there was all kinds of other people on that list. Mike McCarthy was 16 to 1, but I'm, but over 20 to 1. I was like, well, yeah, but Dak got hurt, so I'm not sure if Jerry would do that to him. Anthony Lynn is 16 to 1. From a football perspective, you would think Anthony Lynn would be the choice, but He's Teflon. Like, they just don't fire him. He's too nice of a guy, apparently. So I didn't really know. Was it Doug Marone in Jacksonville? Was it someone like Zimmer in Minnesota who we're not thinking about? But I didn't like any of them. I, I was like, I, I wouldn't bet this at all. Not sure if you guys have someone. Marone's the only name that would make sense, but they're on the bye this week, and they probably would have already done it. And they're in a scenario, too. And Look, they lose out. They have a real shot at the number one pick. If the Jets win a game, Jacksonville loses out. Jacksonville's getting the first pick because their schedule will have been easier than the Jets' schedule. So uh, Marone would be the only guy I'd look at. I have a hard time seeing Minnesota fire, firing Zimmer in the middle of the season, Gil. I, ju I just have a hard time seeing that, even though that, to me, is a logical pick with how that season's just completely falling apart for them. I have a hard time seeing anybody fire anyone at this point forward. It doesn't make any sense, does it? By the way, Bill Belichick was included at 500 to 1. I was like, that's I don't. That's, <laughs> that's not enough. I mean, it would need to be 5 bajillion. Five, yeah, five, 5 trillion at least. Todd, any, any choice there? By the way, Zach Taylor was not on that list at all. He wasn't even listed. Um, I can't really yeah. think of anybody that, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Anyway, here's my two-team uh, six-point teaser. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is consistent with my uh, first best bet. I'm taking Pittsburgh on the uh, against the spread at three and a half, plus three and a half. I'm also going to take Pitt yeah. I'm also going to take Pittsburgh in addition to the plus three and a half as one of my best bets, plus nine and a half on a teaser. Again, I am concerned about the fact that the game script of this is going to be very very uh, sort of a portent of things to come. If Baltimore goes out early, this could go bad. But if Pittsburgh goes out early, I'm going to be very comfortable with both of these. So Pittsburgh plus nine and a half. And I'm going to tease Tennessee down to basically just having to win. Uh, again, with, with very few Stanford Wong pure teaser legs available. I'll take Tennessee down. It's five and a half now, so I'm actually taking it, you know, to plus a half. I get it. I know you're not supposed to do that. But you win in a tie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basically, I'm just having Tennessee win that football game against Cincinnati. And I'm, I'm all about Joe Burrow, and I'm all about the backdoor covers of the Cincinnati Bengals. And what's the stat? Four of their five losses have been by five points or fewer. 
Yes, four of their five losses by uh, five points or fewer. But Cincinnati's 319-1 and one under Zach Taylor. I think it's 320-1. and one. So for me, it's Pittsburgh and Tennessee as my two-leg six-point teaser. All right. So the, for the survivors, Gil, you still have your second entry going. Yeah, Do you man. want me to tell you who you've taken so far? P please tell the world who I've taken so far. Okay. So far, you used the Tennessee Titans, the Cleveland Brownies, the New England Patriots, the Tem the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Arizona Cardinals, and the Miami Dolphins. And last week, you used Buffalo. So who's it going to be now? Well, it comes down to, for me, uh, do I use the Kansas City Chiefs in what amounts to a bingo, free bingo square against the New York Jets? Or am I strategizing and keeping Kansas City for later? And I got to keep them later. The, nope. The answer for me is the former. I'm playing the Chiefs. I'm using wow. the Chiefs in week number eight. Um, I did not script out Survivor. In the year of COVID, I think it's kind of a fool's errand to do that this year because you just you worry about postponed games and that kind of thing. And again, if the game is postponed beyond Tuesday at midnight, you're screwed in Survivor. But I am not. But, but I did finally after week six, I finally said, all right, let me see. Let me map this out. And so I am going to take as accordingly, according to that grid that I've made, that map that I've made for myself, I'm going to take Kansas City here against the Jets. The, the fade the Jets strategy, as I've said, there are many worse strategies in Survivor than that. It's Kansas City at home against the Jets. They're 19 and a half point favorites. I'm not going to think about it this week. Chiefs. Because I don't. By I the way, you. I also that was really interesting what you said about the uh, Thanksgiving. There's only six teams. There's going to be people that have already used up all six of those teams. Well, that's part of Circus thing. By the way, if you look at the Chiefs, just finishing the thought, if you look at the Chiefs' schedule, there isn't really a completely obvious spot to play them again. Some might argue with that. And do you really think they're going to go 15-1? and one? I mean, they're going to lose at some other point. So I'll take the Chiefs here. The, yeah, the, the Thanksgiving thing, because of the presence of a team like the Jets— because Circa couldn't have anticipated a team so epically bad. Sorry, Jeff. So no epically worries. bad <laughs> that 350 people would still be around right now. And it's really not eroding quickly at all. So they've got to be thrilled that they have that Thanksgiving rule, which is instead of a 17-week survivor, it essentially becomes an 18-week with this mini-week of Thanksgiving. And the three games are really difficult unless there's a major injury to someone very important in one of these three games, there is no obvious choice. It's Baltimore-Pittsburgh, the rematch. It's Dallas-Washington, the rematch. And it's, get ready for this, the first game that day, Houston-Detroit. So, so thanks, as you can plan everything to get to Thanksgiving, and you can sort of plan everything until the last week, week 17, is always squirrely. But, like, Thanksgiving is just a prayer. And you have I'll take Washington. Well, will you? Washington. Would you? Yes. What if, I mean, absolutely. I, I think the Cowboys stink. I, I mean, I wouldn't uh, say it that quickly. Gil, if we were picking that today, if you made me take the pick today, I would take Detroit. Me too. And I would not be watching that game. Me too. Basically. That, that, that's what I would do. Just because – and this was when, – remember when, when, the, when the schedule was released, we all looked at this for – this reason with the uh, with the survivor pool at circuit using Thanksgiving, Gil, and we all said, "All right, we're going to save the Dallas Cowboys for Thanksgiving right. against Washington football team." Right. And now the Cowboys are one of the five worst teams in football. So it completely 
Again, that that day is going to be a, it's going to be a bloody Thanksgiving for the folks that are left in in the pool. Again. But but we you know that's the thing for all these Survivor players, including myself, who are still alive. You almost have to be okay with losing then, right? Like it's like, well, we knew this was coming. This was the day where it's sort of just coin flippy. But I think you're right, right now as we stand, Jeff. That's kind of what I'm thinking about too. It's like Detroit at home, short week. Maybe that's the way to play it, but that could change, right? If uh, you know, God Stafford forbid, gets hurt, yeah, then, Lamar then Jackson, who the hell knows? right? Lamar Jackson gets hurt, or Big Ben gets hurt. I mean, there's so many things that could happen between now and then. But imagine if Circa didn't have the Thanksgiving rule, there would be like a hundred people get to the finish line. I think in this season, and but then, you never know if another big upset is coming that could wipe out. You well, know, well, the, Jets, swap. the Jets could win one game the, the and, and half the field yeah, goes out. Absolutely, but that's the thing. It's like. There's no sure things. So fading the Jets, look, at some point they might win, maybe. They'll win. Backing the Chiefs, like saving the Chiefs for another time? I don't know. I don't know. Like, they've lost already, right? So as if you have a free bingo square, at least for me, I'm using the Chiefs this week. I have them. I'm using them. Um, but the obvious, there's other choices. If you have Tampa Bay, a lot of people are going to pick Tampa Bay. But with the Giants outbreak now, will they really pick Tampa Bay? Because you might lose altogether. Right, if the game gets postponed because of the COVID outbreak on the Giants, so Tampa Bay looked pretty obvious. I'm not sure you can play that anymore. Will you take Philly against Dallas? Philly was another consideration. You would, Todd. I'm not so sure I would. I don't trust. I it. can't stand Dallas. I think they're horrendous, and they're, now they're going to be even worse. But I don't know. I Philadelphia I barely they're... beat the Giants. Shouldn't have beaten the Giants. Todd, Todd, this is why. Well, actually, we'll get to it in a little bit on on one of your last questions, Gil, but. Philadelphia should not be almost a 10-point favorite against anyone at I this agree. point. And they and they proved that on Thursday night where they yeah. needed a lot of luck to beat a Giant team that, I, I mean, the Giants stink. They're, if it wasn't for the Jets, the Giants would probably be the worst team in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's right. With apologies to the Cowboys. That's right. And if they were playing an NFL team, I would agree. Unfortunately, they're <laughs> playing Stephen F. Austin this week yeah. with quarterback Ben DiNucci. All I'm just saying is, it, all I'm saying is, Philadelphia. I don't really trust them against Dallas, quite frankly. And you know what else I don't trust? Green Bay hosting Minnesota. It would not shock me if Minnesota just has this random game where they beat the, you know, where they beat the pants off the Green Bay defense and score a lot of points. I don't know. Those are division games that scare me. They might all listen. I, I say this every week, these games scare me, but, like, every one of these seems to come home. Like, there are no massive upsets, and so Survivor has 350 people left uh, with uh, with 11 weeks of Circa left through seven and that special yeah. Thanksgiving quirk. Yes, sir. Yeah, one other good one that I think, and I'm not a huge fan of picking road teams in a Survivor pool, but Tennessee against Cincinnati feels pretty good and pretty safe also just because – Cincinnati's defense is horrible, and that run defense is especially horrible. That could be a day where Derrick Henry just goes absolutely nuclear and Tennessee wins a game uh, 38-21, 38-24, and you're not sweating too much. Well, so this segues perfectly. Then We're kind of already answering this. The the big favorite most likely to lose outright, one of our final two questions, because it really does just come down to the Chiefs, 19.5-point favorites against the Jets, uh, we already mentioned the Eagles, nine or eight and a half point favorites against Dallas. Green Bay, seven point favorites against Minnesota. And Tampa Bay, 12 point favorites at the Giants. And it's like, who of those is the, the most likely to lose outright? Jeff, your thought again would be who? 
I, I by default I have to take Philadelphia, even though I don't think they're going to lose. It just just a bad again. The Cowboys are all world bad right now. Ben DiNucci is a fifth string NFL quarterback on on normal on on a regular team that isn't the Jets or the Cowboys at this point. But the Eagles are bad. The Eagles are legitimately bad, and they still might win the NFC East anyway. But uh, it, it's well in the realm of po- possibility that Wentz gets the interception bug, yeah. and all of a sudden you got a problem there. So that's the only reason. I don't think they're going to lose. I think Philly's more likely to cover than lose. But of all those other teams, no one else is going to come close to losing. I mean, Tampa's going to destroy the Giants. I yeah. took Kansas City as one of the picks, and, and I love Tennessee this week, too. So I, by default, it's Philly. And Tennessee's not even part of this because it fell to five and a half. So we uh, can't five and a half. Them. Yeah, and I like Green Bay, too, Gil. I don't, I don't agree with you on that. I think, I think Minnesota's in give-up mode. Well, Tampa, so I, I, Tampa Bay and Kansas City are not losing. So it really no. is a binary choice, right? It's a choice between, <laughs> it's a choice between Green Bay and... Um, and of course, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I mean, it really is. Todd, you're going to say then it's Green Bay, right? Yeah, I could totally see. Look, I mean, Minnesota played good against Seattle. They're not that bad a team. They could have a great game. Aaron Rodgers, you know, has a screw up game and, you know, it could happen. All right. I I would say Green Bay just, I I don't know if I would say Green Bay. Would I say Green Bay or Philly? You know what? I'm going to say Philly. Philly by default. Don't see it happening, but they would be my choice. And then the final question. Uh, if we lived in a bizarro world, and right now we don't have any postponements, right now. But again, Giants with a little bit of a breakout. But we have 14 games in the NFL, four teams on bye. Uh, and those four teams on bye are Jacksonville, Arizona, Houston, and Washington. Uh, but of the uh, remaining games, 14 of them, we get to choose that we have to choose a side in every single one of them except one. It's a bizarro world where you're forced to make bets. One game where you get a free pass, Jeffrey. What is the game on the side you want no part of? Yeah, I want nothing to do with Las Vegas and Cleveland. No, thank you. I, I have no feel for what Cleveland is now going to be with Odell Beckham out. Does Baker Mayfield actually get better? Or does that offense regress like it would normally would with an elite talent being out? And the Raiders going to the Eastern time zone in a local 1 o'clock game, 10 a.m. for the body clocks, even though it's a little different this week. Because of daylight savings, so it'll really be 11 a.m. for their body clocks. Uh, I, I still don't have a feel at all for these teams a- anyway, with all those factors put in. So no thank you for Las Vegas and Cleveland. For That's me. as good a choice as any, man. Todd, what was Mike's again? Uh, I, that's the only thing I didn't write Indianapolis, down. Indianapolis, Detroit, I believe it was. Yeah, that's what he picked. Yeah, yep. he wanted no part of Indianapolis, Detroit. Todd, what's yours? I want no part of the Rams, Miami, because I just don't know what Tua Tagovailoa is yet. So I just don't understand that team right now. You know, with Fitzy, I know exactly what I'm getting. I'm either getting some competent quarterback or a blow-up four-interception performance. I don't know what I'm getting with Tua. I think it's Indianapolis-Detroit for me. I, I think I agree with Mikey. And, and all of these are good choices. You could pick a lot of these games. But Indianapolis-Detroit, I don't know if I really understand either of these teams. Like, I don't know if it, like, people were all over. They were sweating Indiana's defense, Indianapolis's defense, like, it was the greatest thing in the world. They're not that great. And then Phillip Rivers can't trust him. And there's Detroit, three and three, right? But, like, we kill Matt Patricia because he's a terrible in game coach. And then well, I'm supposed to know what we're getting with them. Detroit takes a lot of leads and has squandered a lot of leads. I get it. They came back against the Falcons. Something finally worked out for them perfectly. 
but I don't trust them. So, I mean, for me, that game is I could see any outcome. Like, if you told me now Indianapolis won by double digits, or you told me Detroit won by double digits, I might be surprised by Detroit winning by double digits. But either way, I could see it happening. Um, so that's the deal. Excellently done, gentlemen. Uh, thank you to Mike Palm, who had to uh, break out of here because he's a busy man these days uh, with the Circa opening. Maybe next week we will be at Circa. That will be the hope. Um, so for Mike Palm and Todd Wishnev, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Todd, from your uh, mother's attic, your mother's cork attic there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's cork, right? Yeah, it's cork. But that's what I thought. <laughs> it's so it's an entire house made of cork, cork and gingerbread. It's, it's a amazing. gingerbread. It's a gingerbread house. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff Parles, who, by the way, uh, I finally said his name correctly, So, because uh, his parents will be upset with me, I think, if I didn't say it. It's Jeff Parles, who uh, affectionately known as Parlay. Uh, the Parlay Podcast, available where all podcasts are distributed, right, Jeff? Of course, of course. Uh, I'm gonna as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna be riding right into right into one of those as well. So, uh, but Gil, it's Gil, it's 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 awesome, awesome to see you as always. Awesome to hear you. Awesome to uh, awesome to see how uh, everyone is doing well through these crazy times, and also to uh, again wishing the best for Chris Andrews. Hope he can get on the men sooner rather than later. Of course, uh, and uh, and congratulations again to Mike and Derek and the entire team over at Circa. I can't wait to see that place in person. It oh. looks absolutely incredible. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. The sports book inside and outside, absolutely insane. And, uh, yes, very kind of you also. Well wishes from all of us to Chris Andrews to close the show, uh, who we hope to have for Guessing Lines on Monday right here on the Beating the Book podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week 8 in the NFL. Thank you, boys. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.